0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal preview show, the show in which we look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture, and we're without Premier League action. It's a nice distraction, if anything else. We've got Europa League back this time, Arsenal facing Sporting Lisbon, or Sporting the Club de Portugal, um, which is the proper way, I suppose, of saying it. I get told off at work if I stay Sporting Lisbon, so uh, it's just Sporting uh, is the easiest way to remember it, but uh, an interesting clash, Arsenal haven't faced the Portuguese side I think way back in 2018 when Unai Emery was manager the last time we played them and Hector Bellerin was an Arsenal player and now he's a sporting player so there's a few narratives running through this fixture And as always to talk about the next Arsenal game I'm joined on our preview show by some of our fantastic parts of the TGT family so let's introduce you to my three guests first of all it's King King how are you doing my good your friend? That was the wrong order of words. How are you doing, my good friend, is the way I meant to put that sentence. (laughs) How are you?
2: No worries, no worries. It's good to be back behind the screen. It's good to be back and waiting for Arsenal to play in Europe again. I've missed the Europa League games, if I'm honest. So I'm looking forward to it good
0: stuff i don't know if there's a big crew of you people that enjoy the europa league or have missed the europa league but it's uh it's back uh is what it is we'll get some more thoughts on it shortly we're also joined by garrett how are you doing garrett are you good well
1: yeah i'm good tom thanks for having me on yeah looking forward to it like king it's uh more football for us to watch so yeah i'm all in yeah
0: that's probably the best way of uh, of looking at it, indeed. Uh, and also making up our quartet for today. It's been a while since you've seen him on our screens, but it's very happy to have Tomo back. How you doing, mate? You good? You well?
3: Yeah, really good. Uh, good to see all you guys. Um, excited for the game. Uh, I think uh, it's good for some of the the B squad, second string, to get some minutes. I think it's come at a really opportune time uh, before the international break, and we kick on for the for the rest of the season.
0: Absolutely. Um, Of course, I was at uh, London Colney this morning. I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about that in tomorrow morning's show. But the news which we can't avoid talking about is Gabriel Jesus, uh, who has returned to full training. Even the mention of his name has brought a smile to King's face. You probably saw that with the timing of when I said his name. I could see his teeth. He was smiling. Uh, Tell me, King, how much of an excitement is it to see him back training on the field?
2: Uh, super, super exciting. I mean, I was so happy when we signed him because I, I remember when City just signed him, and I think, I think he scored in his debut. You know, he he just fired when he came to City, and I was like, oh my god, they already have the replacement for Aguero. You know, and then obviously it's been a bit of a mix uh, for him at City, but for Arsenal, we've seen the best of Jesus. We've seen a player with so much creativity, so much technical ability, but also a leader. And I think now that we're coming to the later part of the season where, you know, things start to round up in the league, in Europe, you know, we're going to need his experience, his leadership, but also his qualities on the ball, especially the fact that Trossard is now out and Eddie looks to be out as well. It's the perfect timing. And it's just a joy to watch him play football.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. And we've missed him. Uh, and we, even though I know we've maintained the same... Size points difference between ourselves and City since the period that he's been out. You know, there's an argument that if he was available to us, Garrett, that maybe we would have picked up some points in the games that we've struggled in. You think about Brentford, you think about Everton, and arguably the Man City game. Had we have had Jesus, maybe those games would have, you know, gone differently. But without lingering too much on the past, are you? Do you, how how early do you would you fry him in at risk? I don't know if you saw the video I posted on social media today uh, of him training, but he looks. Not, I don't want to say the word ready, but he looks very, very up for it and enthusiastic to be involved, and, and he's certainly moving very well as well.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I suppose it's hard to tell from training videos, but yeah, as you said, he was moving quickly. He didn't look like to have any sort of uh, lingering issue. So I would I'd like to see maybe a cameo uh, in this game. But I wouldn't start him, and you'll see later on in my lineup. Um I, would, I definitely wouldn't start him. I think there's no need to risk him, especially given the position we find ourselves in. You know, if so we did rush him back and something happened, what does that mean? You know, uh, that means we're stuck, not stuck with Martinelli. can do a job up top, absolutely, but, you know, it wouldn't be our first choice. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see him, but I wouldn't start him. I'd say that's the bottom line.
0: Yeah. Do you compare, or are you more cautious about bringing Jesus back into the fold? So, is that me? Yeah, it was. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> yes, just mind reading. I'm just looking at you and like, yes, I think he's talking to me. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I wouldn't bring him back, no, because I think Jesus, I think, is one of those players you need to protect him from himself. I think you probably saw that a little bit in the Brazil squad in the World Cup, Um I think he's, an, he's, he's probably quite emblematic uh, of the team. He's an extremely emotional player. And I think mm-hmm. he only plays one way, right? That's all or nothing, right? Like, and that's, we love that, but I think we need to manage that. And I think uh, you could imagine how hard he was trying to prove himself in the Brazil squad that he's better than Richarlas and maybe he was just doing the most and just didn't really need to. Um, and i think arsenal we yes we need him back but do we need him to to go over and above to prove a point no because we love him we appreciate him he's a phenomenal player so we want him to to contribute we 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 see the value he brings to the team um but not at any cost
0: yeah i agree uh, i I'd, I'd be shocked if he was on the bench tomorrow i know that there's rumours that he's travelling um and that, you know, that's not unusual, you know, players that how are injured are taken with the club sometimes, even if there's no intention of, of playing them. That has happened before. And I know Zinchenko has travelled this season with the team when he's not been available. So it's not an indication that we can assume he'll be in the squad, but... I mean, you never know you know what I've heard is the club have always kind of wanted to surprise people with when he might be back so you know this would be a big surprise to see him in the squad it was a big surprise when he walked out and said hello to us this morning so uh, who knows maybe we'll see him in the team tomorrow in the squad rather uh, let's focus a little bit more King on sporting our opponents you know when we got them in the draw you might have remembered me on the morning show saying there's one team I want in this round it's sporting <laughs> and we got sporting so the irony would be is that they would go and knock us out but how much of a challenge do you think that they are going to be for
2: us i mean obviously we have to respect them they are there for a reason because they are a good team but i do think the way we play and the way they play we should beat them over the two legs i think uh the with all due respect to the portuguese league i just think that the premier league is probably two or three levels above and i think with sporting they aren't the best team defensively, and I think that would suit us. They are a team that wants to attack. Most of the team that they play in Portugal, they are expected to win. And I think the transmission from being one of the best teams in your league to playing a team that's superior to you, I think it will suit us. And the way we we want to be aggressive and, and be dynamic, uh, I can see us win both games. But it's going to be tough. We can't underestimate it.
0: No, it's, it is going to be tough. You know, the, I've been to the the Jose Alvalade Stadium um, and it can be of quite a hostile environment. I went there as uh, just a tourist. I was one of those fans um, that was uh, on a holiday in Lisbon and uh, was watching them play. Uh, I think it was Rio Ave, one of their uh, their closer roles. Or it might have been Estoril, actually. I think it was Estoril. And Bruno Fernandes got a free kick uh, from outside the box. And I remember getting a shirt with his name on the back, which I have not worn since he made that switch to Manchester United. It's now uh, very much at the bottom of my pile of uh, collection of, of shirts or abroad. But, Garrett, you know, sporting have got the the narrative Hector Bellerin, who is expected to start in that right-wing back slot. Are you worried about him coming back to bite us in any way?
1: Um, I'm not so sure. I mean, with all due respect, Hector, I think he might be a little bit past it. You know, he it. It was just great for us, don't get me wrong. But, you know... I- with all, I think he is so not particularly I mean uh, sporting as a whole I think they're not necessarily at the pace this year either um, like they're fourth in their league you know I think they usually be a little bit higher up more points gathered so uh, but I, I, at the same time you'll see from my love, I've gone I, I, arguably I'd say a lot of people would say too strong but I think because it's the way, leg like, you know we can't I don't want to see I don't want to bland us again I don't want us to slip up in a game that we think will be easy to win so I think even if we start a strong lineup it won't necessarily be That we have to work, you know, give it 100%. But I would still like to start at least, um, you know, a, a strong 11.
0: Yeah, I think there was something to be said about making sure that we kind of get the job done now uh, rather than have to worry about that fixture lingering on our shoulders and I know that the game that I think we have Crystal Palace at home is the Premier League game after it which is 10 it tends to be a game that we do okay and I know that we have dropped points in in some of the recent seasons to be fair but our record is usually okay against Palace at home but Tom you know with the Europa League how much emphasis are you putting on this competition this season are you wanting to see us progress or would you be kind of happy to see us not have mm-hmm. another distraction with what's on the table in the league?
3: Um, I think Arteta is a hard taskmaster um, and he typically goes stronger than we'd all expect. And I think you can see that that paid off in the first round, right, in the in the group stages that every week we thought, oh, he would play some of the kids, he would fully rotate. And he rarely did. And that worked out that we saved ourselves a couple of games um, so I think Arteta will go again, in the same vein. Um, in terms of the importance of the competition, I think it is important because if you want to be champions and you want the mentalities of winners, you've got to do it two, three times a week, right? And that's Arteta is not one to go easy on his players, and I think he wants these guys to be ready for Champions League next year. And um, we can't fully rotate an eleven for league and cup like maybe Man City could. Um, you've seen the amount of starts Saka's had in a row, right? I think it's, what, 65, 66 in the league. He expects his players to play week in, week out. Um, And so I was okay for the FA Cup. I was okay for the uh, League Cup. Fine. But I think with the Europa League, we've got to take it seriously and we need to have that mindset of champions. I don't think you can uh, go into this part of the season and be out of all competitions and and throw this one away on the assumption you're going to do it in the league. I think you've got to be ready for all games and take all um, opponents seriously and treat them with the utmost respect. And that's the only way we're going to try and do it in the league. So I think it's important to, to try and make this competition ours.
0: Speaking of uh, trying to make our this competition, ours, it is going to be very uh, interesting to see how strong Arteta does go, which brings us on to our lineup. So, King, starting with you, talk through your selection for the benefit of those listening on audio platforms and explain your reasons behind it.
2: Yes, I've gone with turning goal. I think he's done very well and I think he's proven a lot of Arsenal fans wrong that thought that he was... Uh, very bad keeper i think he's been excellent in most of the games that he's played and <clears throat> obviously this is the only competition i can see him play so i've gone with him tomiasu's right back i think tomiasu need minutes for him to get back to his form and gain his confidence and we're going to need him it's going to be a tough schedule ben white i don't think can play every game so That's why I've gone with Tomi Then I've gone with Saliba and Kivio. And I think if Kivio doesn't play in Europa League, then I don't think we will see him this season. But from what I've seen from him, and if you look at his team when he was there and he's not there, it seems to be a quality player we've gone there. And then I've gone with Tinchenko. The midfield, I've gone for Partey, Odegaard and Vieira. I think this is a team that should suit Vieira. He knows a lot about them. He played them many times and I'm sure he's going to want to prove himself in uh, for us and in Portugal and the front three kind of speak for itself, Saka, Martinelli and Nelson. Uh, I wouldn't start Smith-Rowe, I think he still needs to be managed, I don't think we should rush him so that's why I've gone for this front three.
0: That's all good, Uh, let's go to Garrett and your selection mate.
1: Yeah, so I have gone Ramsdale, Zinchenko, uh, Gabriel Saliba-White, uh, Partey, Aka Odegaard, and then Nelson, Martinelli, and Saka. So obviously, it is a very strong squad. My my reasoning was that, yeah, look, just let's try and get this wrapped up in the first leg. Um, and, you know, I think that will be potentially, you know, not as easy uh, as, you know, as it seems. even away leg, you know, and as you said, the atmosphere in that team can be, it can get rocking. So, you know, look, I think... At least start with this lineup. I always prefer to start with the lineup rather than, you know, sometimes what we did. I think the PSV game, the away leg, we didn't start quite as strong, but then, you know, try to bring people on to kind of, you know, turn the flow in our favor. But I, I prefer to just start strong and then at least, if we are in a good position, you know, make four or five subs and or, you know, make the amount that we can and, uh, yeah, get them off. So, yeah, I think Saliba look any breakaway attacks they do get. You know, as King said, they like to attack in the Portuguese League. I think so, will, you know, just keep it on lock so yeah no I've gone strong as I said but I think it's warranted uh, just at least you know to start the team this way
0: oh that's absolutely fair mate and Tomo talk us through yours fella
3: yeah so Turner in goal Zinchenko left back Kirill has to start I think he's a really exciting prospect and I think since he's come in you've seen Gabriel really raise his game and I think that could be one of the reasons because this kid has, has got something You know, his technical ability on the ball is is different level. I mean, his passing range is probably better than Gabriel's. And we might just see it in the game. So I think he has to start. Um, Saliba, I think, has to stay. So he would be in the right centre-back position. Uh, Tomiyasu needs minutes, needs confidence. um, And i rate him as a player, so I I would definitely put him in the game. Xhaka in the left eight, Vieira in the right eight, uh, right eight position and Jorginho in the six, And then Nelson, right wing, uh, Smithrow left wing and Martinelli up front. I think Nelson would definitely be the star player for the game. Uh, I think he'll continue his fine form. I think Smithrow, I don't think he had a bad game in the last game and he did get an assist, um, although it was with a header. Um, but I think he needs confidence as well. And so, I, although I want to, you know, I can understand Garrett's position of going a little bit stronger, but I think we do need a squad for the last part of the season and we need guys who are performing. And I I, I, I think minutes need to be shared around the team. I, I still rate so many of these guys who may not necessarily be starting week in, week out. And I'm, I'm sure if we'd been playing a bit better, players like Kirio probably would have come on earlier and got more minutes. Um, but we can't ostracise any of these guys if we want the... the uh, The winning mentality to stay if we want everyone to feel fully involved Um, and it's a big opportunity you don't look we we could lose this game and it's fine Um, but if there was a chance to really challenge these guys and say look show me what you can do this is a big competition I believe in you then I think this is a great opportunity to get the most out of these guys so that they can also push the first teamers
0: Absolutely. Um, And to show you mine, uh, I've gone with, uh, again, some changes to this, but still some fairly decent starters in there. Turner, uh, White, Saliba, Kivior, Tomiyasu at left back. I've given Zinchenko a rest um, in this one. Uh, And I think, obviously, with Ben White not starting against Bournemouth, I I don't see an issue necessarily bringing him into the team. Uh, Jorginho, Odegaard and Xhaka in the midfield. And then a front three of Saka, Martinelli with Nelson on the left hand side. I would have started smith Roy. I'm not sure whether or not he's ready or not to start games. I completely think it's fair to throw him in and I would be making a change at half-time to bring him in um, and give him plenty of minutes like Tomo is is certainly suggesting. Um, I just think that, you know, he seems so tired when he went off the pitch the other day. I just think that uh, maybe, maybe uh, it might be a little bit wiser to bring him on when Sporting are a bit more tired rather than from the start, but I think either, you know, works out. On Kivior, I was looking into this and uh, Spezia haven't won a single game since he's left, um, which kind of tells you how important he was um, in that Spezia size. They may have rather have kept him than taken the 20 million if it would have kept them up in the league. They're only one place off the relegation places now in, in Serie A. So that's one to to keep an eye on. But yeah, Kivior's is an interesting one. Uh, if, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet on him starting, is what I'll say. I think he'll start the home game um, next week. I'll be surprised if he starts tomorrow, but I like to be surprised and I hope that I end up being surprised in the game. Um, again, I should stress that these are our desired lineups rather than what we think Arteta's is going to go for. So um, interesting to see what happens here. But Nelson, I think we, I speak for everybody when I say I really hope he just starts to just shine um, and really kind of show what he's he's capable of doing and this is another great opportunity for him to certainly do that Alright, let's go to predictions then uh, King, scoreline and scorers, please
2: um, I'm predicting a 2-1 victory for Arsenal, I think we'll see another goal from Nelson, he seems to be on fire this season whenever he gets the opportunity and I can see a goal from Odegaard as well and uh, yeah, 2 1 victory. Lovely stuff. Garretts. Yeah, I'm going to go
1: with a 3 0. I think um, the front three will get one. So I think definitely um, after last week's our last game, I think we'll definitely spur him on. Um, so him, Martinelli, and Saka, I think we'll definitely all get one. And Tomo.
3: I think 3 1. I think Kirill's going to score a goal and we're going to wonder why he hasn't played. <laughs> And that's that's the narrative. Um, And then I'm hoping Martinelli can score because he's not really done that well in the Europa League. So I think he's in a a good uh, run of form at the moment. So it'd be great for him to get a goal and for sure Fabio Vieira back in his home country
0: stuff you know i've been back and forth because ben white scored now you know so i'm not sure whether or not we can do the ben white screamer prediction it depends on what people class as a screamer i think it was an amazing finish personally uh, against bournemouth so and and now the problem is that all of our first 11 have all scored by the goalkeeper and i'm not going to do a dan robert and start predicting the goalkeeper's going to score i can't do that so I'm going to have to start saying players that don't have their first Arsenal goal, which in this case would be Kivio like Tom says, but it's, it's difficult. Uh, Jorginho, I suppose is the most likely one because he was ripped uh, of the, of the goal that he deserved against Aston Villa because it went down, of course, rather hilariously as an Emmy Martinez own goal. So we're going to go with a Jorginho screamer uh, in this one in a three nil win uh, with goals from Nelson. uh, And of course, From Ben White, because he's just going to pop up with one anyway. So, (laughs) there you go. Ben White, Nelson and Jorginho with the goals. In the chat box, Yomi says 1-1. Marcus says 1-1. Temi's going for a 4-2 win with the Martinelli hat-trick. Um... Unless that's a Martin Udegaard hat-trick. I'm not sure which way around it is. <laughs> uh, it could be either. Um, Patrick says 1-0 to the Arsenal. Um, LK says 2-1 to the Gunners. Uh, let's go to... Yomi <laughs> says Matt Turner screamer in this one. Uh, Nazish says 3-0, Nelson, Martinelli and Vieira. Uh, MJ10 says 2-1 uh, Arsenal, Vieira and Nelson to get on the score sheet. Aditya's going for a 1-0 with Kivior in the score sheet. John's going for a 4-0 and Javier's going for a 2 Two. Uh, before we wrap up, of course, with this being our evening show and working on US timetables, I need to continue to remind you about Gunapalooza, which is taking place in Chicago. Uh, we're now being joined by Sophie from the Hybrid Squad as well on the 22nd of April. The Gunapalooza event runs from the 21st through to the 23rd, and tickets go on sale on Friday. If you want to get more information, go to at Chicago Gunas on Twitter to find the link, or you can go to the Chicago Gunas website to get all the information about what's going to be happening over the weekends okay let's wrap things up there king thank you so much uh, for your time mate as always uh, tell people where they can find you
2: oh you can find me here and uh, you can find me in the discord always active with uh, chatting with the boys uh, girls there and you can find me on my own channel Kings Football Pusher. absolutely
0: and king i just want to extend uh my condolences to you as well publicly um uh, you did some amazing work and some great streams with Stephen. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to to speak about um, that as well, because I think what you did and, and what I was sharing of your uh, streams and stuff was was great.
2: Uh, thank you so much. So for you guys who don't know, Stephen was a big Arsenal fan. And unfortunately, he passed away uh, 10 days ago. Um, he had a liver disease and he's been fighting it since he was two years old. But Stephen was someone who, even though he knew he was going to die soon, he had dedicated his life to start a charity for children with the same liver disease or similar liver disease issues. So if you could subscribe to S TV, every penny will still go to the Children's Liver Disease Foundation and it would mean a lot to me because Stephen was someone I hold very dear to my heart and inspired me a lot to, you know, really fight and and, and help people and also appreciate life because it can be taken from you very quickly very
0: very quickly indeed um i'm going to be leaving a link to uh that charity down in today's video description um so make sure that if you do get involved uh, or if you can get involved do get involved so yes please do and, and a really powerful message there so thank you and uh, thoughts are continuing to be with steven's friends and family and um, during what i'm sure is a very difficult time garrett thank you so much mate for your time Um tell people where they're able to to find you, fella yeah, you can find me on the board. Um, yeah, and as always, I say, yeah,
1: just join up and uh, yeah, get involved.
0: Thanks, mate. And lastly, Tom, I'm a pleasure to see you back on the show again, my friends. Hopefully we don't leave it as long this time, um, but good to see you.
3: Yeah, you too. Uh, yeah, On Twitter, uh, quantum underscore king, um, I'm often at the games as well. It's been unbelievable this season, uh, the atmosphere. And it's just been, I think the one thing to, for a lot of people who uh around the world who don't get to go to the games it's uh i would love to be able to provide some more content around that more uh the atmosphere on the match days because it it truly has been more special than anything i've ever experienced in in football and especially the the winner the last minute winner by nelson on the weekend so you know big shout out to all the gunners around the world in asia and africa across europe you know keep supporting the club there's a real connection and all these little bits that we're doing towards that is great for the club and you know it's it's really having an impact on the great um, atmosphere that we're having inside the club and around the club so just keep keep it up keep subscribing keep watching and keep supporting
0: the team Absolutely. Well said. Uh, as, as Tom said, you can find him on Twitter at quantum underscore King. So make sure you go and find him there. Um, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 8am. I'll be talking more about the the latest team news, which of course, for those that don't know, Kieran Tini is out ill uh, of tomorrow's game. I actually saw him leaving uh, the training centre with his hood up in his trackies. Didn't look particularly well, to be fair. So uh, he does seem like he's ill and was very much trying to keep himself to himself. So we wish him a swift recovery. Trossard and Nketiah didn't start either. I didn't train either. So that we assume they're out but the big news of the day as we've discussed is gabriel jesus returning to full training and looking very lively indeed can't wait to see what indeed we see from him in the coming weeks thank you everybody for listening Do drop a like on the video subscribe to the channel if you're new and of course we will see you again very soon and as always keep i was about to say keep following us down the arsenal way (laughs) i always do that crossover but as always up the arsenal